0: Hi, everybody. I'm Lena. Say hi, Rob. Hi,
1: Rob. We've been married for six years. No, it's not our first marriage. But hopefully it's our last. We're committed to making this one work. We will talk emotional baggage. Blended families. Love. Sex. Relationships. Life.
0: We are here to help you with your baggage.
1: So let's make sure that it fits in the overhead compartment.
0: Because haven't we already paid enough?
1: Life's too short to be weighed down by unchecked baggage.
0: So sit back and enjoy the flight. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for episode three. I'm here with my very handsome and intriguing co-host, Rob. Hello there. How are you today?
1: Fantastic.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm so happy to be recording this episode again since our last recording
1: just (laughs) totally got screwed up. Terrible internet service.
0: Yeah. So now I'm having to learn some new software. So good luck to me. All right, so before we get started with this episode, I'd like to remind everyone uh, to send in your questions, comments, etc. to uncheckedaf at gmail.com. We would really love to give you some questionable, non-expert relationship advice. I'm an expert. <laughs> I know you are. I'm not. Um, at this point, we get s- so little fan mail that even if you send us an email telling us that we really suck, we'll probably read it. <laughs> on on the episode
1: we're working on uh some swag to give away to questions we choose to read on the air
0: yeah i'm really excited about that so more to come on that pretty soon so if you uh have a an episode or a topic that you'd like us to talk about for an upcoming episode let us know so send us everything again that's unchecked af at com.
1: no topic is off limits
0: yeah that's true anything anything We'll talk about anything. I mean, it'd be great if it was relationship centric, but you know, I mean if you just want some advice on what to eat for dinner, whatever, just send it to us.
1: Yeah. I'll give you a recipe.
0: Is that all that we need to talk about? Or did you have you had something, didn't you?
1: Yeah, in a previous episode we talked about couple friends and apps that you could go on to meet couple friends. So I am on some of those apps. And I'm doing some research right now. Kind of. <laughs> I've actually just joined. I haven't actually checked into it yet. So, in a later episode, I'll come back with uh, feedback and ratings of the different friend apps.
0: So, we might be making some new friends. Possibly. Woohoo.
1: People always want to be my friends. I don't want to be their friends, though.
0: That's not true, Rob. It's true. Not everybody wants to be your friend. Everybody
1: wants to be my friends because it's me. I'm a king.
0: So for today's episode, we're going to talk about love during the pandemic. I know that we're on what we hope is the tail end of this thing, but we wanted to talk about what happened during the pandemic. What, what did it do to relationships? So anywhere from couples that were already together at the beginning, people that were single at the beginning of the pandemic, just and everywhere in between dating. What was it like? We want to talk about all of those things. How did it affect Us as a society. A society.
1: There's a song that starts like that. It's by uh, Phil Collins. I can't think of the name of it, though. Oh, yeah. so I can't remember. (laughs) I thought thought that's where you were going for a second.
0: No, I'm just stuttering because I'm nervous for some reason today. I don't know why.
1: Um, Because I'm sitting across from you.
0: Oh, probably. You still give me the tingles.
1: Yeah, the tingles.
0: (laughs) We used several articles for our research, and they are all linked uh, in the show notes. So if you want any more information on on what we talk about today, definitely go and and hit up some of those links because we got some really good information. What do we want to talk about first?
1: Your research.
0: (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about couples. Let's start off with couples. So this is people that were already paired up prior to the pandemic. My prediction at the very beginning of this thing, whenever we were all kind of stuck at home, just looking at each other all day, I thought that the divorce rates were going to skyrocket. So did I? Yeah. I mean, it just made sense to me. But, uh, we did some research and it kind of shows some mixed experience. Um, there, you know, some, some studies are showing that the divorce rate is going to skyrocket. Some are showing that it isn't. So let's kind of go through that. I found an article on verywellmind.com. It's a study that they, or they did a study and 27% of respondents said that their relationships have actually improved during this time, believe it or not.
1: I wonder how many, well, the length of time they've been married or together before the pandemic started.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause maybe, probably couples that haven't been together as long, m- maybe didn't do as well.
1: That's what I would think too. Yeah. But I, I guess- they being um, together longer probably or also if they had kids around 2 to maybe they didn't have any kids or old, or had older kids the stress was less because the kids could take care of themselves
0: yeah i know parents that had to watch kids while you know trying to work yeah, little yeah. little kids that that was really stressful for a yeah, lot of and people and especially
1: the the families that relied on school lunches mhm so I would think that uh, most of these that are improved in a relationship probably older people, older yeah. kids.
0: Yeah. I think you're probably right. There are some reasons why it might be better. Um, so maybe because they had more quality time together, fewer life distractions, so you realize what's important to you and what your priorities are. I think that happened with me. I mean, I, I honestly think that our relationship is way better now than it was.
1: Well, if you think about it, if both the husband and wife were going to work every day in traffic, maybe they spent an hour and a half going to work and coming home. The stress of the traffic probably stressed them out when they got home. So now they're at home, no stress. You can just sit around the house, you know. You wow. Get up when it ten minutes before you have to be at work. You don't have to worry about traffic. You don't have to worry about anything else.
0: I wouldn't say no stress. I I mean, I feel like no matter what, I think this time has been stressful for almost everybody. I mean, even if, I mean, because there are people, of course, that have still had to go to work every day. I mean, like you, you've you've had to get up and go to work.
1: Hardly any traffic.
0: Yeah. But I mean, also, you know, some people lost their jobs. I mean, a lot of people lost their jobs. So there's been a lot of financial difficulty and that causes stress. That can cause relationships to get worse for sure.
1: Well, no, I'm talking about the people that relationships got better. I'm yeah. guessing they didn't lose their jobs.
0: Yeah, probably not.
1: So some of the stress that got relieved was probably not going having to go to work. So, you know, just being at home, mm-hmm. waking up, sitting outside, doing your work or whatever, if you worked.
0: Yeah, I feel like, I mean, for, for me personally, it it definitely helped just because I, I was able to work from home. And I've been working from home this whole time and that definitely helped me. I, I mean, I think I had stress for other reasons because, you know, just worried about getting the virus, worried about my kids getting it, worried about my extended family getting it, you know, just worried about people in general. I mean, half a million people dead. That's a big deal. So that's true. Anyway, okay. So that same survey. of people, so the exact same number of people, also they said that the pandemic has caused their relationship to get worse. So for those people, why do you think they got worse?
1: Well, just like we were talking about earlier, probably uh, newer in the relationship, probably kids that had to feed. Kids didn't go to school, so they had to figure out a way to get them to do their schoolwork. Mm -hmm. They had to come up with the school lunches. Probably some of them got reduced hours, less money. So, because mo- having not- money is a big stress factor. So if you barely can pay your bills, you know, it's going to put a lot of stress on you. So I would think that some of those people lost their jobs, had less income, mm-hmm. kids at home, had to worry about feeding them, logging them into school. So they had to be, they had to work and be a teacher and feed them. Yeah. So I would guarantee you that the worst ones probably had little kids at home. Uh, yeah,
0: probably a, a lot of them. That that. Is that was huge. I, I mean, we, we're past the point of having little kids. We've got kids, but not little ones. And they just act little. <laughs> that is true. Sometimes they do. I do have a quote here. According to Leela R. Magavi MD, quote, due to the pandemic, some couples are experiencing increased anxiety, which has the capacity to shape and strain a relationship, regardless of the foundation of love, respect, and ideals. Anxiety can manifest as irritability and anger, and thus some individuals are arguing more. If men and women are depressed or anxious, they may struggle with libido concerns and anorgasmia. End quote.
1: Anorgasmia.
0: Anorgasmia.
1: Go ahead. Tell me the meaning of that.
0: Yeah, I had to look it up. It's the persistent inability to achieve orgasm despite responding to sexual stimulation. (sighs) That would wow. really suck.
1: So a man can get an erection but never have an orgasm, right? And
0: it's kind of like you when you drink a lot of Jack Daniels.
1: That wasn't Jack Daniels. <laughs> that wasn't the painkillers. Oh, okay. It was the perco- <laughs> It was it was the Percocet from my foot surgery. Got it. Are you complaining? No, no, okay. not at all. Good. Shouldn't.
0: Also on VeryWell dot com, the survey said that. Some of the reasons that people were not getting along as well, um, here's a list. Boredom, 40% of the people. Too much time together, 28%. Extended family issues, 21%. Mental health issues, 20%. Disagreements over safety issues, 19%. And then to a lesser percent, financial distress, disagreements over child-related issues, substance use, other, and none of the above. What do you think about some of those?
1: I wonder what the other is, because I think what's not covered. Oh. You know, it's like other and then none of the above. I would think that the extended family issues would be higher because you got to worry about parents.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, they weren't able to see their extended family. I think that would cause a lot of pain.
1: Which goes into too much time together.
0: Yeah, could I think be, the people that feel like they had too much time together, maybe they weren't getting along all that well anyway. Could
1: have been, but if you have two or three kids, you can't send them off to your grandparents' house. You can get some quiet time. So mm. you're probably all cooped up in the house. Think about it. Oh, yeah. Just say you have three point. kids under the age of 10, okay, and you're cooped up in the house 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I don't care how much you love your kids after a while, they're gonna get on your nerves, and you can't send them off to grandmother's house so you can get some quality time with your spouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's, I'm sure that's some of it too.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Boredom. I don't, I don't understand that concept. Like, I can't remember the last time I said I'm bored.
1: Well, when I had my foot surgery, and I couldn't work for six weeks, and I was stuck in bed, I started to get bored because after a while, you just run out of stuff to watch you know
0: i don't know i mean when i had my back surgery a few years ago that was the best time of my whole life i know but, <laughs> it was great
1: but, but everything is closed like the parks were closed for a while so you couldn't even take your kids to the park i mean you could go for a walk but what if you listen place that's really cold yeah you just cooped up in the house watching series after series and after a while you just probably just like i need I, I need a break
0: i guess so i guess if you have if you have little kids, but I'm just talking about personal boredom. Like I can always find something to do. Whether, I mean, like I said, even whenever I had my back surgery, I found art, little art projects to do, or I'd read a book, or I'd listen to a podcast, or I'd go on a walk. I, it's like I, I'm, I'm never bored. I always have something to do. No,
1: I get bored easy. Yeah.
0: Next subject, let's talk about divorce. Did the pandemic actually cause the divorce rate to skyrocket? Well, the New York Times or NewYorkTimes.com, there was an article about managing divorce expectations during the pandemic. It says that yes, there is a spike in the divorce rates in the US, China, Britain, and Sweden. This article came out in January, so there are no like hard statistics yet, but it, this was focused more on experience from lawyers. And it said that um, 98% of people that are trying to get divorced, they're settling instead of going through the backed up court system. Because you have to remember, the courts, they were closed down for mm-hmm. a long time. And so it they, they have like a huge backlog. Also, side note, there are retired judges. I didn't know this. So retired judges are charging up to, well, from $800 per hour up to $20,000 per day. To
1: settle divorce cases, man, it's a nice gig.
0: No kidding.
1: But I wonder how they. I wonder how they come up with their their rate.
0: Probably depends on on. I mean, they probably charge as much as they can. Man, I don't know. And I you mean, just
1: don't even have to leave your house. You just yeah. Zoom call. Okay, you get this. You get this. Now give me my two thousand dollars. That was twenty minutes.
0: Twenty thousand dollars a day. Up to twenty thousand dollars a day. Yeah,
1: so if a divorce case takes. 20 minutes, let's say, okay? You can do three an hour. That's a lot of money.
0: That's just crazy. Yeah. I definitely went into the wrong business.
1: Yeah. I should be like a mediator or something.
0: (laughs) There's another article um, on bbc.com. It talks about uh, the skyrocket in divorce and breakups. There was a 34% increase in the purchase of the divorce agreement on a DIY contract creation site. So that's again not a hard divorce statistic but it does show that people are definitely checking into divorce and what it takes to to get it done. Yeah, I
1: did I I I saw that and it also said that southern states were two to three times more likely to go on that site than the rest of the country.
0: Southern states? Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's because they're less likely to hire lawyers than people in northern states.
1: Because they're poor?
0: No, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Well. Not no, not because they're poor, but
1: statistically, the poor states are in the South, so that could be something. But you know, maybe they just wanted to do it themselves because it's it's just cheaper and faster.
0: Hmm. When I got my divorce, I did a DIY
1: thing. So did I. It's
0: a lot easier. I mean, if you have a whole lot of stuff, you got to split up, then it's probably not the best option. But ours was pretty cut and dry.
1: And then somebody tried to sneak in. and redo the thing without my knowledge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I caught that just in time.
0: This article said that newlyweds that were married for five months or less actually made up 20% of those customers that we were talking about that got the DIY divorce thing.
1: That makes sense because they probably haven't had any problems. They've met, dated, got married, didn't have any issues in the big... Issue they get first is a pandemic.
0: Yeah, and and all the newlyweds are getting that at the same time. Right. So every, all the newlyweds are hitting their very first trials and tribulations all at the same point in time, and so that that totally makes sense yeah, to you, me.
1: You got to work your way up to stuff like that. You can't just start with pandemic. You know, first you have to have like you know a fight, <laughs> and maybe some cheating or something. Then a pandemic. You can't just go right to the pandemic. You Got to skip that.
0: Yeah, so they they definitely made up a a large percentage of the people that are getting divorced. This article also reiterated the spike in the U.S., China, and Sweden. So that was a second source that said that it's spiking there. Uh, And there are different reasons for the spike. So uh, sometimes busy schedules mask problems in a relationship. I kind of think that if two people are together and they're busy enough... They can stay married for a long time because they never see each other.
1: Right. If you're busy and have kids, soccer, mm-hmm. band, and you're running around constantly doing stuff, by the time you get home, it's dinner, you eat dinner, kids go to bed, you go to bed, bam, done. When mm-hmm. the kids move out, you look over and say, oh, my God, who is this person sitting next to me?
0: <laughs> right. That's one of the reasons why I'm glad that we've always made a point since we've been together to always do things together even even though we're busy with kids and we're busy with life and we're busy with work and we're busy with all of the things, we still make time for each other.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's too many there's too many couples who put the kids first, which is okay. That's not a bad thing, but you have to make time for yourselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, ever you have to you have to you have to spread your time out in a meaningful way.
1: One weekend a month, one date night a month. Mm hmm go to a hotel, to whatever, but you can't make it all about the kids. That's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I think people do tend to do that because I think a lot of people, when they have kids, they think, okay, this is now my world. But you have to realize that the person that you made that child with should still be a big part of your world. Right. Another reason um, is because of house, housework and childcare that still falls disproportionately on women, even though let's say in the situation where both partners are working from home, That's still falling on the women to do the majority of the housework and the child care, which is bullshit, in my opinion.
1: Yes. Although working from home, you would think it would add to the women's sandwich-making skills. So there's that.
0: Next. (laughs) There was an increase in mental health problems. Um, That's no, no surprise to me. I think that we as a society just went through a major life-changing event altogether and it was very stressful so i can definitely see how people had problems with their mental health during this time mm-hmm. even if they typically wouldn't have any mental health problems
1: that, i think most of that came from the stress of it, it doesn't matter if you think the coronavirus is real or not real but just the stress of worrying about getting it worried about losing your job you know, all the other stuff that went along with that, that all piled up on everybody.
0: Yeah. Worried about paying your bills. I mean, at the very beginning, we, I mean, we were incredibly lucky. And believe me, I i know how fortunate we were to both keep our jobs. At the very beginning, though, I was worried about it. and We didn't know how, how it was going to work out. I didn't know if my company would keep us all employed or I, I didn't know about your company. You always seemed to feel pretty confident well, that there's you're. There's
1: no way my company would ever close, ever yeah. Ever. I mean you
0: guys ended up being quote unquote essential
1: but well they made us essential. Right. By rebranding us to a hardware store.
0: Uh, right. Basically. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so an in, increase in mental health problems can definitely take its toll on relationships, I think, as we all know. Uh, also, the pandemic took away routines. So you're used to doing your regular thing. You get up, you get the kids ready, you get them to school, you go to work, you work all day, you come home, you make dinner, you do all the things. And then with the pandemic, um, whenever people were working from home, that totally took away those routines. And a lot of people really do well with routines. And when that's taken away, it Kind of takes its toll.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I'm not much of a routine person, but I could see how people get in their groove, you know. Mm-hmm. Every day is the same get up, Starbucks, go to work, lunch, come home, dinner, say hi to the kids, watch a TV show, and go to bed.
0: Yeah, and you take that away, then they're, they're kind of just thrown off balance.
1: Sex once a week. So. <laughs>
0: Also, um, we already talked about newlyweds. That's on the list. Um, That was the first trial of their marriage. Money. So this is, of course, a big deal because financial struggles during this time, it disproportionately hit people that were already financially struggling. So people that were in... The hospitality industry, the restaurant industry, entertainment, leisure, retail, tourism, all of those industries took a huge hit. And those are people that may not always have the steadiest income to begin with because it depends on customers. And you know, sometimes it depends on the time of year, you know, or th- whether there's tourism in your particular area at that point in time, you know, restaurants, it, it can be very kind of touch and go depending on how many tips you get.
1: Yeah. The, the good thing about the pandemic is that
0: Did you just say the
1: The good good thing thing. about the pandemic? The good thing about the pandemic for restaurant workers was that a lot of the restaurants changed the way they were doing things. Like the place we used to go to all the time to get the food that was not cooked. Mm -hmm. and We would cook it ourselves. They did a lot of curbside. Texas changed the alcohol thing where you could get alcohol to go. Mm -hmm. So although a lot of restaurants went out of business, it could have been worse. A lot of them had to make a lot of changes. To stay open.
0: They definitely you know. had to be yeah. inventive and, and creative in the way that they served people.
1: And I'm sure Uber Eats and all the delivery services probably had a big boost. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I know that they did. And there were actually you know, some some in- industries that grew during this time because of the change in the way that we do business. Amazon. Mm-hmm.
1: I know. That's why I hate Amazon.
0: I can't believe you're even saying that word.
1: I shouldn't, but. It's
0: a bad word to you. It is. All right. And then uh, one last article. Uh, well, not last article, but another article in TheGuardian.com, Caught in a COVID Romance, How the Pandemic Has Rewritten Relationships. It actually says, because I wanted to pull in the opposite view here. It said that the divorce rates have declined. So, I'm not really sure what to believe. I wonder if that was just because people were holding off on getting divorced because of the un- unsurity of everything.
1: So, from the research that I did... The divorce rate's actually been going down since the 80s. Like in the in the late 80s, the divorce rate was close to 50%. Now the divorce rate was down to 37%. So mm-hmm. the divorce rate was technically going down anyway. But also they're saying that a lot of... 2021 and 2022, there'll be a big spike in divorces because now, as we're coming out of the COVID thing, people are going to get all their shit together and figure out what's going to happen. So before... in the, during COVID, you didn't know what you're gonna do with your kids, who's gonna take care of the kids, and is that person gonna lose their job? So now that once everything gets stable, I think there's gonna be a big uptick in divorces. So it's, it's gonna be interesting to see at the end of the year how high the divorce rate goes up.
0: That makes sense. And And back to your point about it declining since the 80s, that totally makes sense to me because prior to that, it was almost compulsory to get married. Like if, you know, I mean, everybody was expected to get married. But nowadays, not everyone's expected to get married. So the people that are getting married actually right. want to be married.
1: Well, the marriage rate's also down. Yeah. So.
0: That that makes sense. So yeah. only the people that want to be married are getting married. They're not getting married just because they got pregnant. You know, that's not a taboo anymore.
1: Yeah, so now people just living in sin.
0: <laughs> I guess if you believe in that. Arcade concept, (laughs) then okay.
1: You can't have sex before you get married. So if you did that, so if you had sex before you got married, the divorce rate would probably go way down because then you, you know, you'd be sexual compatible with each other.
0: I bet the people, I I bet the percentage of people that actually wait until they get married is very, very low.
1: Now, can I I tell you a quick story I heard about marriage? Sure. I didn't hear the country. I think it's India. So a couple was getting married. And the bride had to do some kind of thing for the groom, like some kind of ceremony, okay? Well, she died during the ceremony.
0: During the ceremony? During the ceremony,
1: she died. During the ceremony, she died, okay? So they took her body and put it in a different room. The families got together. (laughs) The families got together, the bride's family and the groom's family got together and decided that the groom should marry the bride's sister. So while the bride, while the original bride was dead in another room, they hid the ceremony anyway with the sister, and then a couple of days later, they buried the body. That.
0: That's crazy.
1: <laughs> That's arranged marriage for you, I guess. That's so morbid. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like I heard that on the radio. I was like, wow.
0: That's not a happy day.
1: <laughs> uh, I yeah. did not need to
0: be that bride, like that the sister bride.
1: Oh, she's like, it was, she'd it was be like
0: common. mourning her sister who's dead in the next fucking room. And then she has to get married. Yeah,
1: yeah. She agreed to it.
0: Oh gosh.
1: And that, that's just weird. It was a weird story.
0: That is a weird story. Well, back to divorce. Before you decide to divorce, there are some things that you could, should consider. Uh DivorceMag.com had an article and it talked about the things that you should consider a before you get divorced especially during this particular point in time. So, you need to remember number 1 that your spouse may not be the problem. Maybe you're projecting your own worry onto the other
1: person? What do you mean?
0: You know, so right now you're very stressed out. I mean, typically I think as a as a society, we are very stressed out at this moment and Whenever you're stressed, you'll project that onto the other person. So instead of it really being a problem with the other person, maybe that you find that person kind of annoying normally. Now you find them 10 times as annoying, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, not, not that I would (laughs) ever experience anything like that in my own life because
1: I'm annoying and I didn't slow down my annoyingness during the pandemic. So you were just kind of trapped with me. (laughs) no.
0: I don't think I don't think this actually applies to but us. But what I but say is,
1: I was annoying when you met me. I haven't changed my annoyingness, so you know that's,
0: that's true. I whatever. mean, you are an annoying person. Oh, yeah, but yeah. anyway,
1: I, I, I admit it. That's true.
0: Number two, your spouse may be a big problem. Maybe they really are the problem—toxic, abusive, etc. I think the point is that you really need to try to look at it with an impartial eye and really try to figure out. Is my spouse actually a problem or am I just going through some stuff right now personally that, you know, you don't want to make a rash decision because you're in a bad place?
1: And have you said anything to your spouse? Maybe your spouse increased their drinking during the pandemic. And have you said, hey, I know you've been drinking more. Can you please not drink as much because of whatever the reason is? And Mm -hmm. if they don't stop, then you say, "Okay, well, I've already asked you, but you can't just. Say, I'm divorcing you because you drink too much. Not say anything at all. You got to give the person a chance to change.
0: Yeah. Communication is always very important. Number three, if you need the courts during this time, it's going to be really slow. Like we said earlier, the courts are backed up. So keep that in mind. I mean, like if you want a quick divorce, it's probably not going to happen unless you want to pay <laughs> someone that, that's why $800 think, an hour to
1: do your divorce. That's why I think the divorce rate is going to go up in this year, but it's not going to be the norm it's just going to be leftovers from the 2020 yeah.
0: yeah so normally people that would divorce in in two years time frame they're all going right. to do it in the same so, year yeah. so
1: this might be a higher, higher year but then it'll go back to normal after that
0: yeah probably another thing is that right now it's really hard to value market based assets um, because of the pandemic the start, stock market is all over the place so it might not be the best time if you're having to split up some assets that's true Number five, work is less stable during COVID-19, so you need to consider spousal support. It could change at any time if you're getting it due to your – so if you're getting spousal support, it could stop because your ex-spouse lost their job. And then also you need to think about if you're the one that has to make the spousal payments, if you lose your job, you may still have to pay for a little while until you can get it lowered.
1: Oh, yeah. You still got
0: to pay. Yeah, so there's a lot of things to consider. Um, also, you know, just your health insurance will likely change and having health insurance, especially right now, is super important. Um, also, house values are hard to estimate uh, for a divorce during the pandemic. Some places the the prices are sky high, but some places like New York right now are really, really low. I read something about there was somebody that had an apartment that was usually valued at maybe you know, $3 million and now it's only valued at a million dollars. I don't know. A million dollars for
1: probably a thousand square foot of space.
0: Yeah, it's it's silly. But, I mean, you might lose a lot of money if you have to sell your house right now, depending on where you live. Um, Also, your kids, even older kids might be at home right now. You know, is this the time that you really want to break up the family? Because then you have to figure out where everybody's going to live. Yeah. Also, it said you may need to renegotiate parenting time. I don't think that's pandemic-specific advice. That's well, just...
1: I think during the pandemic is because you're going to have, if you have custody here and there, like say you have joint custody, seven days and seven days. So the seven days that was with one parent, they're going to be at a different daycare. So then you have more people around. It's probably part of the reason.
0: Yeah. I'll be I'm really in
1: contact with more people.
0: I will be so glad whenever they get a vaccine for kids. That's the only population, part of our population, that can't get vaccinated at this point, and it's a really big freaking part of our population. So hopefully, they're going to have that done soon.
1: Mean for twelve and under?
0: Yeah. 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 What do you mean? (laughs) They matter too. Jeez.
1: (laughs) They don't contribute nothing to society yet. Okay.
0: Number ten. Your ability to think clearly may be compromised during COVID 19. So make sure that you're not making a permanent solution to a temporary problem.
1: I would bet that some couples or some people are using the pandemic as the, the way to get out of a marriage they didn't want to be in in the first place.
0: You mean using it as an excuse?
1: Like, yeah. They'll say, oh, I didn't like the way you acted when we were. Just, During the pandemic, so I'm leaving.
0: Mm. That's a good reason. Maybe. I mean, I guess it's as good as any. It's as good as, I can't stand your snoring at night. Yeah. Or, I can't stand the way you pick on me all the time.
1: Yeah. Or, I don't like you wearing that mouthpiece at night. It's not very sexy.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) I grind my teeth. (laughs) All right. Dating.
1: Uh...
0: Half a million people are dead. That's not the most romantic time to be starting a relationship. So,
1: necrophilia.
0: Ew. Ew. That was very poor taste, Rob.
1: I I didn't say it was good. I didn't say that I was into that. Was, there are people that are into that. Uh,
0: anyway, also dating right now, well, not Not necessarily right this second, because I guess most of the people that want to be vaccinated in our country, at least, are vaccinated at this point. But um, prior to that, dating in person actually could mean putting your own personal safety at risk. So rough time to be dating, for sure. Uh, An article in the New York Times dot com about dating during the pandemic said that the hottest pickup line right now is I'm vaccinated.
1: I like the here often.
0: Cough here often.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And also the dating apps are getting invented. Um, So they're adding in things like what type of COVID dating are you comfortable with? They're providing virtual experiences like dance lessons, drink mixing lessons, stuff like that. And people are finding that virtual dating takes the pressure off.
1: Yeah. I so saw, I saw a thing. I was I was looking up for us to do dance lessons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For us yeah for us who else, who, who else I'm talking about
0: that would be so much fun and
1: they were they were mostly virtual
0: that's cool yeah. I, I would love to do that
1: oh really oh, yeah.
0: yeah let's ballet. do it. it was ballet oh I don't want to do ballet that no, was ballet I'm too fat for ballet I was
1: looking for like salsa dancing or something you know some place we can bump and grind <laughs> <laughs> before we went to Cancun that would be so much fun I would love it let's do it okay
0: all right uh, more on that to come, everyone. Also, uh, matchmaking sites and online dating sites. Match Group and Bumble reported an, an increase in users during this time. And then um, a site called the Three-Day Rule. It's a matchmaking site. They said that there's been a boom in business.
1: Why is it called Three-Day Rule?
0: I did not research that.
1: That's a weird name for Like... It- to me, it implies that if you can't get a match in three days or go on a date in three days, you can move on to the next person. Maybe. Huh, it's weird.
0: I have no idea. Uh, I'll have to look at that. I, w- I wasn't even curious about that whenever I wrote these notes. Maybe
1: I'll make me a profile on there and check it out.
0: Uh, maybe not. Now that people are ready to start in-person dating again, people are the, the matchmaking sites are reporting that people are advertising that they're vaccinated. Also, it shows that people have had time to reflect on what's important to them. Tinder is saying that profiles now are more truthful and transparent and less superficial. So they're not talking about how, you know, tall they are or how much money they have. They're talking more about inner qualities like humor or personal mindset.
1: I like all the funny Tinder profiles better anyway.
0: What funny Tinder profiles? Well, you know, there's
1: always some people that they put like eight hot dogs in their mouth and say, look what I can do with the hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the funny ones. Those are the good ones.
0: Well, I guess if that's what you're looking for, there's somebody for everybody.
1: Yeah.
0: Webmd.com, there's an article that says, uh, it predicts a post COVID dating tsunami. It did a survey, a survey, a survey (laughs) of 1000 single women, and it said that 58% want more dating and more sex than pre pandemic.
1: Yeah, that's my kind of women right there.
0: <laughs> I think the drought has really amped up people's sex drives. Probably.
1: I wonder if battery cells went up. <laughs> I bet. I bet it did. I bet battery cells went up.
0: Let's do a study on that.
1: I mean, you know, you use batteries for the remote control.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, I, I get I get it.
1: And you're home watching mm-hmm, TV. Mm-hmm. What do you think I was talking about?
0: You know what I think you were talking about? You're nasty. Forty four percent of women said they worry about being out of practice, I guess, out of practice with dating. I can I get that because I've got some social anxiety. So if I was not dating for quite some time and then I started dating again, I'd be nervous about just having to sit down and make chit chat with people. I
1: took that as out of practice for sex.
0: Of course you would. Of course you would.
1: Well, it's more. Demanding and talking to somebody. How
0: do you get out of practice? I mean, it's, it just, it's like riding a bike, right?
1: Well, it's like riding a bike. Yeah, sure. (laughs)
0: 25% said that they were still worried about catching COVID. 35% didn't date at all over the past year and 7% dated with no sex. And then 28% just decreased the amount of dating and sex. So it says that people are really ready to start dating again. So there's going to be a huge surge. You -hmm. think we'll have like a big baby boom, a post-COVID baby boom?
1: There's going to be a post-COVID divorce boom and a post-COVID baby boom. Maybe some post-COVID STDs also.
0: Maybe. That's a nice segue into our next segment, sex.
1: Ah, sex.
0: Let's talk about sex, baby. Everydayhealth.com. An article called Your Sex Life and Healthy Sexual Activity Remain Critically Important. There was a survey published in June of 2020. So this was, you know, like a year ago. It said half of the participants reported a decline in the amount of sex, which to me was kind of surprising. I thought there would be a lot more sex if people are cooped up in the house together. But I think all the stress probably just squashed it.
1: That is interesting. Or maybe they realize how sickening their partner was (laughs) and just like, oh, my God.
0: Why am I even with this person? God, I only
1: want to see you like two hours a day and I'm stuck with you all day long. You do not turn me on at all.
0: Right. There's another quote that I found here um, by Shannon Chavez, a sex therapist based in Beverly Hills, California. Uh, Quote, not only is sex a great workout, safe and consensual sex can help us feel relaxed. Ease anxiety and tension in the body, act as a natural sleep aid, and cause the brain to release hormones, including endorphins, the body's natural uppers, and oxytocin, the so-called love hormone. End quote.
1: See, I told you having sex is healthy. I know. And I also told you that if I don't have sex enough, I will die. That's not. That's not a lie. See, I actually it's believe all that. Right here.
0: I'm sure you will just perish. Yes. If you don't have enough sex.
1: Yes. If a man gets an erection and doesn't release himself, he could die. Yeah. Like right then, you want to be responsible for that? Mm-mm,
0: I don't. Okay. I don't. I'll make sure that does not happen to you. Good. Health authorities actually put out a lot of recommendations and guidelines during the pandemic. Uh, MayoClinic.org on their website right now, it says that COVID-19 is spread by respiratory droplets and there is no evidence of spread by semen or vaginal fluids, but it can spread through feces. <laughs> Ew.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so I understand about the feces part, kind of, like, so does that mean, like, somebody uses the bathroom, doesn't flush it, and somebody else comes in there and sits on the toilet, you know, like you're doing?
0: You I, know? I, 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 don't, I don't know.
1: Or if I don't. you're in a stall next to somebody, and they poop, and you poop, I, I, don't. <laughs> I mean, does COVID float into the air from the poop? What? what that doesn't make any sense to me at all.
0: Well, it just can spread through feces. So if you come into contact somehow with someone else's feces, you're at risk. Do you have to eat it? Yeah. Yeah. Next subject. The safest type of sex during a pandemic is masturbation. And if you're with a partner, the safest kind of sex is sexting, video chat, and photos.
1: Or masturbation.
0: Which is also another form of masturbation. One suggestion is actually to wear a mask during sexual activity.
1: <laughs> so, have, I just, so, so, I just can't see doing that. So, you'd have to wear a mask. So, you go to dinner, to say, okay? You can't wear your mask during dinner. Right. Okay? So, you wear your mask to the restaurant, you eat, take your mask off, you get mask back on, you come home in the car with the mask on. Right. You go into the apartment with the mask on. Mm hmm. Okay? can't kiss, right? Because right, you got no, mask on. No kissing. So you just undress.
0: And do it. Mask on. And do it. If you have had sex with a mask on during the pandemic, please write us at uncheckedaf at gmail.com. Because we would really like to know who these people are and what circumstances led to you having sex with a mask
1: and on. And I wanted to have masks for your private parts, like a little COVID.
0: But, but it doesn't spread through
1: COVID. Semen
0: or vaginal fluids.
1: COVID dick, dick mask, you know, shaped like little dicks. And you put them on there.
0: <laughs> I don't think there's any need for that. But the BC Center for Disease Control, so it's basically Canada's CDC, it recommended using glory holes for sex on their official site. I looked it up. It really oh, actually said that.
1: Oh, it's true. It's true. I read that same thing.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it's saying like... You just no, you get have it. sex in in bathrooms through the holes?
1: So, no, well, yeah, that's, that's one glory hole. But what you do is you buy a piece of plywood, okay? You sand it down real smooth. Cut out a hole, like the doorknob hole, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sand that down. Maybe put like a picture of a face on it, lips or something. <laughs> or you can put you can put lips on one side, a little butthole on the other side. It doesn't matter how you do it, okay? And then th- that person just gets... Next to the piece of plywood, you have to carry it around with you everywhere you go because you never know when you're going to meet somebody. <laughs> Hang on a second, let me get out my glory hole. Okay, so, <laughs> and you get in the back seat of my car or in the bed you put it in between you. <laughs> so stupid. You're
0: going to put a piece of plywood in between you.
1: In, in the bed? Well, you don't have it, you, you have it under the bed.
0: So you have like a DIY glory hole. I wonder yeah. if there's a tutorial on that
1: and on Pinterest. Technically, I mean, how big does the glory hole have to be? I'm guessing it has to cover your whole body, right?
0: I guess so, yeah. So it
1: needs to be you know, six foot long. You put it in, in the bed.
0: I think glory holes are really just for bathrooms, just for public bathrooms,
1: right? Well, they can be portable.
0: I mean, I don't. I don't. I mean, like, are you just going to stand it up, like on, uh, you know? I mean, like, prop it up in the middle of your room and be like, okay, here we your go. Your
1: sexual positions are limited, though, because obviously, yeah, it have to be like doggy style. It wouldn't it really be doggy style, though. I guess it would be like plywood style, you know.
0: Anyway, has the pandemic changed sex forever?
1: Wait, let's make <laughs> a. Gl- I, wait, 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 wait. I'm,
0: I'm done with this.
1: We need to make us a glory hole.
0: <laughs>
1: no. Do some research. Let's do some research. On a glory hole and see how it works.
0: Um, That is something we will not be reporting back with, I'm sorry to say. (sighs) I don't think we could have a glory hole in our bedroom and not get questions from the kids.
1: They know we have sex.
0: Yeah, but that's just weird.
1: Okay, whatever.
0: It'd be like having a sex swing in the middle of the bedroom. They'd be like, hey, what are you guys doing with this swing
1: here? That's for the grandkid to swing on when they come over. It's not a sex swing.
0: All right. So, has the pandemic changed sex forever? I mean, personally, my sex drive was down for quite a while, and I think it was because of the stress. Down, way down.
1: <laughs> no. So low.
0: I feel like it's finally starting to come back to normal.
1: I just want to point out that my sex drive didn't change one way or the other.
0: I know, Rob. You you can have sex anytime, anytime any day, anywhere, no matter what's happening. We had a funeral.
1: Bam, let's do it. <laughs> At a birthday party, bam, let's do it. Right. Doesn't matter.
0: Nothing affects you whatsoever.
1: Sorry, I'm a stud. I can't help it.
0: BBC.com. There was an article that said that a lot of people are having the same issue as me. They have stress, financial insecurity, being stuck indoors with your significant other, loneliness, worrying about dying, um, short boost in sex drive. Oh, Said so that at the beginning there was a short boost in sex drive, but then other factors just wiped that out in people. So, I, yeah, it was just the stress. But we're not doomed; it's not permanent. It, you'll you'll bounce bounce back whenever things get back to normal for you. Uh, it says some some things to try are trying something new in bed. That'll spark your sex
1: drive. Give me Give me an example.
0: Something you have not done before. That's that's new. That's the definition of new.
1: Well, I no, I wanted a specific example.
0: I'm. You're not going to pull me into that conversation. Huh, okay. Also, once things go back to normal, the routine will cause most people to go back to normal.
1: But what if you've already tried everything?
0: I don't know. Maybe seek some professional help. Go to your doctor. Get get huh. get some meds. Okay.
1: Well, because there are people that have tried everything and they're stuck. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, but the. I mean, that's not i don't think that's a typical person i I think i mean if you're if you're seriously having a sexual dysfunction problem then you probably need to go to the doctor that's true you might want to seek therapy that helps you probably got some stuff going on in your head maybe get some hamsters Ew.
1: what's richard (laughs) gear
0: gross (laughs) as humans we tend to be pretty resilient so we'll bounce back
1: that's true all
0: right, that brings us to the end of our segment on love and the pandemic. Rob, do you have – I've got I've got a note here that says Rob Fun.
1: So Arkansas leads the country in divorce rate per 1,000, at 10 per 1,000 people. Does it really? Uh, yeah, it does. Like
0: for real, for real? Yeah,
1: for real, for real. Oh. That means even brothers and sisters get tired of each other. <sighs> Rob. Well, it is Arkansas.
0: Anyway – Thank you all for listening again. Please send us your questions, comments, love mail, hate mail, etc. In upcoming episodes, we'll talk about sexual compatibility and romance in relationships. So definitely join us back here in two weeks.
1: Don't forget that pretty soon we're going to have some swag to give away for people that ask us questions. So stay tuned for that.
0: I'm so excited.
1: Yesterday, I ran out of soap and body wash. And all I could find was some dish detergent. Then it dawned on me. Oh, my God. That's the the best one so far.
0: Bye, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening to us.
1: For relationship advice or to tell us how great we are, please email us at uncheckedaf at gmail.com. We
0: can also be found at uncheckedbaggage.co.
1: Or on Facebook by searching at uncheckedaf.
0: Our Twitter handle is at uncheckedbagga one.
1: Or search for Unchecked AF on Instagram.
0: Thank you to Jessica at jessiebcreative.com for our awesome cover art.
1: And thanks to everyone for listening to Unchecked Baggage and Check check Your Baggage baggage at at the door. Door.